Hi, I'm Emmy. I'm too. Welcome to Grace Giggles and Growing Pains by Mommy and May Daddy. Jen and Brandon Rogers. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. Yeah. This is our second time filming today. <laughs> yeah, it is. The first time we got in a total fight, but it ended really well. So we're happy about that. An hour-long fight. Yeah. In like 45 minutes, and we're like, we're not using this footage. <laughs> no, I said we may or may oh, not. Said and we, you're like, it may not go. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. It's not going up. But I think one of the things I said earlier is, is this reminds me, because... When we first started back up, I feel like a lot of people were ex- like, a lot of people were excited to be back, probably because they were like, "What happened to you guys?" Mm-hmm. But we're definitely hitting that slump, that dip, and so there's a lot of work still involved. I'm still not on autopilot, and there's even with like a lot of the systems in place, it just takes a long time. So so long, yeah. And there's a lot of other things going on for me, so I definitely lost the motivation, especially after family left, and I was trying to pick the pieces back up. But I was reminded how. We are mainly doing this for our kids because all this data can be used in the future for our kids to learn from us. And so even if nobody gets to see that, it's uh, I want to keep it mm. so that Emmy and Izzy understand that we went through some stuff. I know it's funny because this morning I was not in the mood to sit down and record a podcast with yeah, you. Your face is so funny. And I remember the only thing, one of the only things that actually got me to sit here was this for me and Izzy later. <laughs> so they know what we were like. <laughs> oh, you had that thought too? Oh, definitely. Oh, that's cool. If anything, that's probably the only thing that really would help me to show up because. Yeah. And I think there's nothing really heavy, like there's nothing. How do I want to say this? Doing this podcast isn't life or death. No. And like you said, the loss of motiva- motivation is very much there. Mm-hmm. There's definitely other priorities exactly. that rank much higher. And yes. So it's easy to say, it's, it's, it's okay if we can't do it this week. I'm not going to put that pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. But I thought about Emmy and Izzy. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think that's, that was my, one of my biggest takeaways this morning was just how much, as parents, you learn to do more stuff even though you really don't feel like it. Really don't feel like it. Holy moly. Yeah, I mean, just the always making food, cleaning up after them, all the things. And then that, you do it again yeah. and again. Yeah. Like multiple times a day. Just can't get away from it. And you're like, oh, I'm tired. I just want to sleep in tomorrow. Nope, nope. You still have to get up at the same time yeah. and do the same thing again. <laughs> and again, and again. And they will fight you about the yeah. same thing yeah, exactly. over and over. Yeah. But I think that really translates to a lot of different areas. One of the things I was pointing out to Jen was just how she did show up because that's not something that she would have done in the past. Mm-hmm. You would have kind of shut yourself off. We would have gone through probably days of not really talking, some passive aggressive and aggressive actions on both parties. And then eventually we'd have to cross paths in some meaningful way because we have to work together on something. And then that's the time that we blow up at each other and then eventually make up. Eventually make up, but mm-hmm. still not really f- solve the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that was, that's a pattern we're breaking, which is awesome. Parenting is helping them. That's not the only thing, but that's mm-hmm. definitely helping mm-hmm. us to understand the 
the value of actions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but let's talk about sleep because I think sleep is a is a big one. That's another big hurdle with having kids. Obviously, there's the newborn stage where you just are not getting any just delirious, delirious. Yeah, but it's then torture. there's a, yeah, but then there's also the sleep around the three naps and the two naps and the one nap and just when there's two kids you got one kid with one nap and the other kid with two naps and you hope that one of them aligns but not it's not always the case or so. like having a second kid who won't sleep anywhere but her own bed exactly <laughs> yes no car seats we can't just be like oh we'll just go out and do something fun and you know we'll just stroll her around while she naps no yeah not with Izzy no, mm -mm. no. and I mean all things considered we don't even have it that bad yeah Right, because I mean, we hear stories about parents who, whose kids just drop naps super early on, so they're yeah, just right. always on every single day and don't get a break. The parents, yeah, they don't get a break during the day, mm -hmm. but also at night, for whatever reason, some parents, I don't know if they've had difficulties with the sleep training stuff or they don't believe in it or whatever, but like having to lay with the kid and try to get him to sleep, and then especially if they're a kid who doesn't sleep much anyway, mm. it's like your whole life mm -hmm. is dedicated mm -hmm. to trying to make sure that happens mm -hmm. or like having children that wake up multiple times throughout the night and can only go back to sleep if the parent is there and then if you're a working parent i don't know props to you guys i don't know how you wake up and function the next day yeah. that must be so brutal but like i've met some and they seem really put together i'm like how do you <laughs> not look like a zombie yeah. i remember there's one that i spoke to recently i'm like you look amazing like you why how do you look refreshed do you yeah i would be i would never do anything social or fun i would just be miserable if i lacked that much sleep but that's amazing that they can do that we just know it doesn't work for us it wouldn't work for us oh yeah i mean if you aren't able to nap while the other kids nap yeah i so right now right now we're filming this the round two of filming our podcast because we fought this morning we usually mm -hmm. film around like 10 30 to 11 30 but we had to throw out that whole session mm -hmm. so this is this is my nap time yeah. i should be napping right now yeah. not filming a podcast so you owe me <laughs> yeah emmy and izzy she's this is all for you <laughs> you remember this when no no no. this session's for you no 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 that no. first no, session no. was for them <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was like do you want to try again later? And I was like, oh, <laughs> my nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured. Oh, my nap is so golden. I love napping. Uh, you know, obviously you can't do it as freely as I used to be. Yeah. I still look back on while I was being pregnant, while I was pregnant with Emmy. Yeah. The glory that was just able to nap whenever I wanted because we didn't have children to care for. So now just the energy that it takes to care for two at this age, one and two years old, yeah. I need that nap. <laughs> And I, my nap has to be like an hour, 30 minutes to two hours. Yes. And what's really nice is these naps, I always wake up to. So I have to sleep with white noise in the room mm -hmm. and I need white noise in my ears. Otherwise, every little sound will wake me up, or could wake me up. And then I don't get to actually fall asleep because I phantom hear my baby's crying. Right. So now when I wake up, it's um, I wake up to Izzy climbing on the bed with a little bit of Brandon's help. He places her there. She climbs over to me and she's just like on my shoulder smiling mm -hmm. waiting to nurse and yeah. it's so it's the best way to wake yeah. up she makes all these little cute baby grunts too mm. i don't i can't imitate it right now but it's so cute it's like cute and desperate and anyway we we're all great and then brandon's usually he gets izzy and then he gets emmy and then he gets me he's like all my girls are up 
<laughs> very consistently we all nap thankfully we all nap at the same time yeah. that that afternoon nap is glorious yeah so i mean i think for some parents like if we if they hear us complaining they might get upset because that's true i just we... thought about the parents that want to nap at cat and i'm like oh my yeah. heart broke <laughs> yeah we have it we have it good we and do. yet it's still difficult yeah so i think that's a good setup for mm-hmm. talking about at least what we feel like we've done mm-hmm. to be successful because mm-hmm. not just do they nap regularly which probably is genetics or something but i think we have from a good huh? from me yeah. i'm a good sleeper <laughs> yeah. For the most uh, yeah yeah I'm, I'm a pretty good sleeper too i'm not a bad sleeper anyway and if I could, I would nap, but I'm actively choosing not to because it just takes too much from the day. Mm. So they probably get it from both of us. Mm. So you're saying what we learned about sleep training or sleep, how we came to the, the decision to do what we did and do. Yes. So, of course, probably being like a guy, like many men out there, this is just something that I never really gave any thought if you're lucky as a guy, it's kind of like the kid can just solely breastfeed. And so there's nothing for you to do, which wasn't my case, right? Because mm-hmm. you've had breastfeeding mm-hmm. issues for both. Breast, wait, milk supply. Milk supply issues. There you go. Yes, milk supply issues for both children. So, I mean, even with Emmy, I was that first month or two, I was waking up with you because you were trying to pump to get your supply up. And I had to feed her formula. And it was. And then I had to nurse her. Yes. So it was like, a, oh my gosh. And then we had, I remember we had a whiteboard and we had a schedule. It's like, okay, I'm going to wake up at one and then I'm going to pump. You warm up her, her formula while you're feeding her. I'm going to finish that up, put all the milk away, yeah. and then I'm going to nurse her. And then, yeah, we, we went back to sleep and like an hour or two hours later, we had to do it again. It was very tough. It was the worst. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the worst part of the newborn stage for mm-hmm. me was that... Uh, so that lasted for a little while, and then around the three-month mark or yeah, so... Yeah, Emmy, shortly, turn, shortly after she turned three months old. Yeah, so we took her on what we called the Emmy World Tour. So mm-hmm. our first grandbaby on your parents' side, mm-hmm. first granddaughter on my parents' side, and they hadn't gotten to see her at all. So we went to New York to see her parents. We visited my friend Chad and his wife Gail and their five kids because they're not too far from New York Mm -hmm. and then we went to Seattle to visit my sister because my parents came from Korea so that we can all spend some time Mm -hmm. together it was a whirlwind tour it was a whirlwind tour yeah yeah, for sure and I think oh sorry I'm gonna backtrack just a little bit because whenever like in the past when we when we visited Chad and Gail Gail I think had kind of talked about sleep training and what she said was it just seems natural to have your kids sleep with you. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, too, in the thousand years of humanity, we didn't have these extra rooms and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and all well, the baby gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would imagine, too, even in like tribes, you're just always seeing the baby mm-hmm. glued to the mom. Mm-hmm. And while I don't know what their sleep is like, I would imagine mm-hmm. that the babies just are attached to them when they sleep, too. And they just have the boob out and they just when they're hungry, they just nurse themselves back to sleep and whatnot. And so I think for a period of time, that totally makes sense. I think the question is, when does it not make sense? Mm-hmm. And while I don't know the answer to that, we were also at Gail and Chad's place, and then you were having a conversation with a couple of the ladies. Right. I don't remember who they are right now. Yes, yeah, sister-in-laws, two sister-in-laws okay. of Gail's. Yeah. Yes. And your question to them was, what is the most uh, impactful thing that you did 
as a mom of this stage. Oh, did I ask that? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, it was oh. something like that. Because okay. you're always asking great questions. And I think it was something along those lines where you're like, what's, what's the most important thing that you did? And their answer was unequivocally, both of them. Yeah. Sleep Hands training. down, sleep training. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I'm like, when, when can I start? Yeah. I know they started much earlier than we did. But, you know, knowing me, I wanted to read the books. I wanted to choose one that seemed doable. I didn't want to stress myself out, yeah. right? And I remember the book that I read recommended around three to four months. But I think the ladies I spoke to did it much, much, much earlier. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's what got you on the tear to start yes. looking at those books. Yes. And you found one you liked. Yes. I don't know what it's called. And also it's because what happened was we were okay emmy was about three months old mm -hmm. and i remember thinking okay once we finish up with the east coast trip and the west coast trip by the time we got back to hawaii yeah. she would be right around four months old so i had like a plan in my head as soon as we got back we were gonna not co-sleep with her anymore because she was in a little docketot between us on mm -hmm. our bed and then we were like, okay, we're going to set up the travel crib or it's like a pack and play. It's the guava crib, very popular crib that folds up easily. We were going to use that as her bed. And then we use a slumber pod because we were living in a one bedroom place. So I had the whole thing mapped out. Like as soon as we land, this is what I'm going to set up. This is what we're going to implement. And I was ready to go. And I read that book in maybe one or two sittings. Yeah. yeah. Which by the way, to, just to go reiterate the, one of the most useful things that we probably have gotten as parents is that blackout tent What's oh it the slumber pod the slumber <gasps> pod is so useful oh in gosh. so many contexts we still use it on top of izzy's crib even though she's she in her, her own, own room, room because it it really blacks everything out oh, and when we had guests we gave my sister and her husband our master bedroom so we slept in the same room with izzy but she didn't know we were there because she had the slumber pod exactly yeah and this was gifted by two of our friends Susanna and daniel yes and I remember they were like, this is such, if, especially if you live in a small place, this is a must. Yes. And they gifted it to us. And it is, it's the best. Yeah. I want to give it to everyone that yeah. I can. The most used piece of baby equipment. Yeah. So, so far. Because so I mean, good. we had it all throughout Emmy. Mm -hmm. Traveled with it everywhere. Yeah, traveled with it everywhere. Mm -hmm. And is he still using it? And I still don't want to get away from it. Yeah even though I think we're getting toward closer to the end. So anyway, we, we wish you can give gift this to everyone, but we can't, so we'll link it. Yeah. And hopefully, if you do live in a small space. And I'll even see if I have like a discount code or something. I might. I'm not affiliated with them, yeah. but I know once you buy, I think um, they might offer you, like if you refer other people. But yeah, if you could save money on it, and it's a worthwhile purchase, yeah. if we can, we'll definitely link it below. Yeah. And, and what's great is you can also set up a camera in there. So even though yes. it's blackout and dark for them, you can still see what's yes. going on inside, which is incredible. Yes. And now they have fancy ones where there's like an extra ventilator on the bottom. And apparently SlumberPod sells like a little fan that vents if you wanted Whoa. even more air. That's cool because it does get a little warm in there. It does. But our apartment's pretty, like, it's... It's very comfortable, almost like a little bit cold sometimes. Oh, yeah, the babies are fine. Yeah, I feel like boy, babies run a little cold, so it's totally fine yeah. for them. But. but it can be scary because the pouch that the camera is contained in in the slumber pod, maybe mm. because of the plastic casing or whatever, yeah. the temperature reads much higher than it actually is. Oh, so I remember yeah. like I posted photos of it and somebody, yeah. 
photos of I think Emmy sleeping through the baby monitor and they're like whoa your your house is too warm or the crib is too warm like yeah it's actually not yeah. that hot but yeah so I would imagine it's it's the fact that it's in there with plastic and the camera itself is electronic equipment which right. overheats so it's right. probably just measuring right. its own temperature I think so so that's a good point you, you know yeah. just in case you freak out yeah, like don't be alarmed it's not yeah. that hot in yeah. there and also there are two zippered portions where you can lift and it lets a little bit of light in if you don't want the baby to have complete blackout so mm. if you stood in front of it the baby could see you but even with both closed they still get plenty of circulation according to the slumber pod website in case anyone was concerned about that that's true because in the beginning i was like oh my gosh i have to leave the vents open for emmy like what if she suffocates in there and oh it's not the case and we were in hawaii and our place was it gets warm there it does but anyway yeah you just got to just take off clothes too Mm -hmm. if it gets that hot but Mm -hmm. we have in our experience it has never been an issue yeah So that was good. That was mm-hmm. a good little tip section. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Slumber Pod. So we had a plan yes. to set all that up. And I read this book. We'll link it down below. It has a really long title. It was like, How to Get Your Baby to Sleep the Baby Sleep Trainer Way. It's, it's just long. It's long. It's cl- very clear. Yeah. You know what you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I read that. And even now when people ask what we did, that's the book that I still continue to recommend. I feel like it's pretty straightforward. And I, I appreciated the simplicity of it, it seemed. And yeah. it breaks things down by, like, depending on how many naps your child is taking and around what time they drop what nap. And, of course, it all varies on your child. Yeah. But I liked this method because it's not – I think most people, when, they're, when they think of sleep training and they're not a fan of it, it's yeah. because there have been methods where you let the baby – you put the baby down and then you let them cry and they cry it out. And sometimes you think, what if your baby cries for hours and hours and hours and feels like it's abandoned and the parents are going to come and soothe them and all of that. So, of course, that's a totally natural worry. I think if it was a method where it's like, okay, just let your baby cry no matter how long it takes, I don't think I would have been on board with that. I know I wouldn't have been on board with that. But what I liked about this method is that you do interval check-ins. So I think it's um, you have a routine, right? So they know what to expect. So, for example... You walk into the room. Well, before you walk into the room with baby, you have a set time that you're going to start these routines. And you go in first. Mm. Oh, sorry. I think I was going to mention that too. Like the routine. What I like is is the routine. The routine was very, yeah. Because it's almost like you know that the baby's asleep, but also the more you do that routine, the more the baby realizes that. And I I find that that's really key because even with Izzy, who wasn't as easy to transition as Emmy once that routine starts and she hears the white noise and we're in that room even though she hates it like all of a sudden the like sleep, sleep comes over yeah, it just like washes She's over like oh okay I'll give in yeah. yeah and it's like walking into a darkened room the white noise mm. right and a cool dark room right yeah. so you go into it's so peaceful too like mm. if I was held in that situation I'd be like okay fine let me take me into the crib <laughs> it wouldn't even take that you just need a movie on just and you conk out but yes but yes there's that white noise i mean we've gotten to the point where brent and i we sleep with our own white noise machine and we don't even have babies in our room anymore emmy's in our room izzy's in her own room but we still love the white noise machine sure. just feels like a blanket but anyway it's there are certain things that the book tells you are, that are required quote unquote mm-hmm. which is uh, a black blackout curtains, white noise, and a cool uh, temperature. So you first put them down and then, well, first you're supposed to hold them after you do whatever, whatever you decide to do in your routine. It could be like reading a book or you give them a massage. We don't do the massage thing. We stopped doing the book thing too. That was done after Emmy. <laughs> yes, that's right. And 
yeah, just lay her down, put her in her sleep sack. And then Brandon does a little, you know, he sways and sings her a song. And then you're supposed to hold them for five minutes without rocking them or shushing them, anything that would make them sleep because you want them to teach themselves how to sleep. So, So they actually encourage you to just hold the baby and to stand still or just to walk around, right? But no swing. And then after that, you put the baby down and then you start watching the monitor. And it's been a long time since I've read the book, so I might be getting the details wrong here. But you do interval checks. So I think the first one is 10 minutes. Yes. Baby starts crying, you set a timer. And then once they cry for 10 straight minutes, you can go back in, stick your hand into the crib and then just rub their belly and let them know like, hey, I haven't left you, but you're you're going to sleep now. You're going to learn how to sleep. And then you just let them know that you're there. Yes. So the fun thing about that is if your baby cries for two minutes and then pauses Mm -hmm. for three, it's like a few number of seconds. For example, let's say three seconds. If they even stop for three seconds Mm -hmm. and they start crying again, that timer resets to zero. So they have to cry for 10 minutes straight. Yeah. Right. Because if they pause even for a tiny bit and like, let's say they made it nine minutes crying and then they pause and then they start crying like that's a reset. And it feels so painful to watch in the monitor. But what happens in that little reset is they're self-soothing. Yes. Yeah. To go back to sleep. So they're essentially learning a skill. Exactly. A very important skill. Yeah, so I would imagine, though, that the, the pause really counts. The spirit of it counts is if, if, if they pause because they're, like, catching their breath because they were crying so hard, that mm-hmm. probably doesn't right. constitute okay. a reset. Yeah, yeah. But most of the times, if it's a, a past a certain number of seconds, it's mm-hmm. not just they're trying to catch their breath. It's mm-hmm. like they've stopped and they're trying to learn, like you're saying, self-soothing. Yeah, so. and if they yawn, that's a great sign that they're, they're tired and they're yeah, nearing they the sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh, so one thing I forgot to mention was while you're holding them for five minutes... You're holding them for five minutes, but let's say after two minutes, they yawn, mm. they go right into the crib. That's right. Yeah. But if, if if you're holding them for five minutes and by five minutes, they haven't yawned yet or shown other sleepy cues like rubbing their yeah. eyebrows, uh, rubbing their eyes or pulling their ear, then at the five minute mark, you put them in. So there are these little things that we we remembered. Yes. And now it's so second nature. Yeah. First nature, second nature, second, second <laughs> nature. We don't even think about it. No. And that's why like, I, I know I'm going to be a little blurry on the details. Well, but, but also like after a certain point, you don't have to stick to the rules so much true. because just, the routine is yeah. there. Yeah. They understand what's coming. Yeah. So even with Izzy, even though she's not giving me all the cues and she's she kind of crying. She used she's, to never give cues. Yeah. So yeah. be like, oh, she's not tired. And then just zero to 100, she's exhausted. And now she's overtired and she's crying. We're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's too late. But with Emmy... I remember the first time doing it, it was tough. The idea of our first baby and putting her in and she's crying and it's dark in there. And and so we set the timer, I remember, and right at the eight minute mark, she stopped crying and she fell asleep. I remember you and I, we put her in and I was so nervous. I'm like, am I going to be able to do this? And we sat on, we came onto the living room and we sat on the recliner together, like huddled over the monitor, just staring at it. I was probably, my palms were probably sweaty and, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it's so hard to watch your child cry and was it eight minutes? You're probably better with those kind of details. We didn't even have to reset it. Yeah, it was eight minutes around, give or take 30. I think she suffered like 11 to 12 hours yeah. after that. Yeah, and then from that point on, maybe the next night she may have cried a couple minutes, and then after that, nothing. 
But okay, so I will have to say, when I recommend this book yes. to people who ask what we did to help Emmy and Izzy sleep, because mm -hmm. I feel like the, the people that are close to us, people that know our children or have been to our house and seen the routines, they're like, oh, they just sleep after this? Or like, oh yeah, you guys don't have to go lie down with them. Like, no, it, that's it. This yeah. is our time now. Yeah. And I always preface with, here's the book I recommend. And Emmy was like a textbook baby for this. Mm. Not all babies are going to respond like this. Our second Izzy was not. Yeah. Was not easy to sleep train. Oh, she was kind of rebellious in a lot of other ways too, just temperamentally. Sure. But rebellious and then just the sickness and so yeah, it was right. Tough. There was a lot with her. And no, but even before she got sick, she was not the best sleeper. Oh yeah. But Emmy, it was like the book was like, do this, this first, and then this and this. And I'm like, okay, Emmy, we're gonna boom, boom. Like, everything happened so seamlessly that yes. we're like, this is so. E Why doesn't everyone do this? <laughs> yeah. It, like we truly didn't understand it yeah. and then we had a second baby we're like got it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> humbled but well not to say that it didn't work because eventually yes, we got it yes, to work now much now later it works. yeah um so She's 16 months now <laughs> yeah and i wish i wish i could look back and be like okay well this is these are what some things that maybe you could look for to help you but because of izzy's past and the fact that around right. the three mark is when she got sick oh i was counting down because izzy wasn't a good sleeper i'm like just just make it to the four month mark yeah. and then we can sleep train her. That's right. And then she got sick yeah. days before she turned three months old. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't care about sleep training. I will <laughs> sleep next to her miserably yeah. for the rest of my life yeah. if if she'll get better and. No, no. Yeah. So I don't think we actually ended up sleep training her because I mean, we tried again uh, oh, in we January. Had to stop and pause so many times. Yeah. yeah, we tried again. Okay, so just for context, Izzy got sick when she was about to turn three months old. Mm -hmm. And then when she was discharged from the hospital after her bacterial meningitis, she was four months going on five months. Yeah, yeah. And around eight months was when we retried. Mm. We were going to retry the sleep training thing because before that, of course, once she got discharged, actually while she was in the hospital, I think it's because she slept through so many of the noises in the hospital. Mm. And there were many times where she was sleeping by herself. Mm -hmm. um, like especially during the day if you and I weren't there and we came home to see Emmy yeah. she kind of got used she became a better sleeper at the hospital and then I think when we first got home from the hospital mm -hmm. she slept well too and we figured it was probably because now she's in the comfort of her own home she doesn't have all these wires and tubes and all the machines going and it was just really peaceful but then after that it, that didn't last her sleeping very well by herself mm -hmm. so in January we decided to officially re-sleep train her yeah but then that's when she got the rare case of uh, seizures that she had. And yeah. we just had to pause everything. She had to go on extra medication. And so it was a lot of stop and go with Izzy. Yeah. And, and the tough part I remember with her was that our check-ins with her after the 10-minute mark make things worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, she got tired and was crying, but not screaming crying. Mm -hmm. And then when we went, when, especially when you went in, she took it to another level that girl's a fighter yeah so she will not stop until she gets what she wants and yeah. it's usually that she wants to nurse yeah. and sleep and yeah. do that all night long yeah yeah so for her i mean looking back she definitely wasn't ready then mm -hmm. oh yeah and i also want to add i feel like a lot of things that parents have a hard time with is okay if you clearly know that your child just wants to nurse neck and be next to you all night why not give it to them at such a young age and mm -hmm. i did that we did that for a long time we did that for many 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 months and it felt right to me mm -hmm. that's why we stopped and paused the sleep training and then it got to a point where it was really wearing 
mo- on me and then on you because I was so sleep deprived. And then you were working and you were trying to care for the two children. That's right. So that's when we decided again. And, and I just want to say that because it, sure. it could sound cruel, right? Like how could you let your baby cry knowing that you know what she wants and you're denying that, sure. right? And it so wasn't I, just the sleep deprivation. That's when your body was falling apart. Mm. Are you, that's when the, the shoulder and neck and back issues were right. happening because you were, had to lay a certain way. Yeah. And you couldn't switch because only one side produces an yeah. amount that's worth trying on. Yeah, yeah. So it ruined the whole day. Yeah, it so, did. So and it was, then the next day, yeah, it, would, it was just unsustainable. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the big takeaway from this sleep training thing is that if you can get it done when it makes sense, it helps you to be a better parent. I agree. So there's definitely trade-offs, mm-hmm. right? There's there's always trade-offs with any decision you make. But generally speaking, I like at least for us, and again, this goes back to, I don't know how some of these parents who mm-hmm. don't have this seem to be okay. <laughs> no, just now I thought of a friend who, I, I believe her uh, child is one or nearing one, yeah. and she still co-sleeps and does all the things. And, I, and she's thriving and functioning well. So that works great for her. But I also think she has help. That's another big thing. Like we don't have hired help. We don't have family. Like my mom can't just pop in and help me. And if maybe that, if I could sleep more during the day, right? If someone can step in, sure. that might be a different situation. So I, I guess I just want to explain or I want to just put everything on the table of why this might work for some people and not, yeah. and why this was absolutely necessary for us, for our relationship with each other, with our children, and just f- as functioning humans. Yeah, I would say do it for most people. Mm. I don't know, sleep is so important, and I mean, if you're suffering from it at all, it really helps you to, to do all the other things during the day when everyone's mm-hmm. awake, which is probably more important anyway. It helps you to do it correctly. But that's just my opinion, mm-hmm. one man's opinion mm-hmm. on it. So take it for what you will. But the cool and funny thing is, is now with Emmy, she always comes into our bed now, which yeah. is hilarious because she's so good. I mean, even when she was younger, she'd like wake up, but she wouldn't leave her bed, even though we're telling her, hey, you can play in your you room. You can get up out of yeah. your bed and play with your toys. Yeah. But she was also in the slumber pot for a long time. And she was like, in her crib and would just wait for someone to pick her up and then when she was in her own room she would just be on her bed as if she had a tent over her oh, yeah. <laughs> like, go play yeah. she knew that but she just never would not once has have we seen emmy get out of her bed and just play until we came to get her yeah. but yeah so it wasn't until recently when she started to have nightmares about like dinosaurs and stuff and just being scared and I think before she would just cry in her room, we'd have to come, what's wrong? And then immediately I would just take her in because mm-hmm. we were sleeping separately mm-hmm. because you had to deal with Izzy. And if we were both in there, then but neither we of us would die. get yeah. sleep. Yeah. So you slept in the office guest yeah. room and I slept in our master with exactly. Izzy in the crib next to me. Yeah, exactly. So now that we moved Izzy out, though, and we kind of want her to sleep in her bed. Not Izzy, but Emmy. <laughs> Emmy, yes, yeah, Emmy, yeah, yeah. exactly. So. I mean, even last night, you, I mean, every night you've been like, oh, I hope she wakes up early so she can come in bed. Well, because she usually comes into our room anywhere from like midnight to 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And if she comes at 5 a.m., it's terrible because yeah. I try to get up at 6 
and usually Emmy gets up around seven. So if she comes at five, the chances of her actually falling asleep yes. is very slim. So she'll just lay there and kick around and then we lose the extra hour or two of sleep, right? Yes. So my thinking last night was, okay, if she's gonna come into our room anyway, I'd much rather prefer her come earlier. So at 10.30, I jokingly was like, should I go wake her up? And <laughs> but you were serious about it too. I wasn't actually gonna do it. Oh, really? But I like wanted to, I did, because I do love sleeping next to Emmy. Yeah. I just love laying next to her and staring at her, and I love it. Yeah, but we had to earn that as well because... That's true. It's a choice now, not because she has to be yeah. in our room in order for her to sleep. Exactly. So it's not only is it a choice, which is good, but we've also taught her some bed sleep manners, not yeah. bedside manners, but in-bed manners, because yeah. she naturally, I don't know if it's this with all kids, but... She'll sleep sideways. She'll kick constantly because for some reason it feels good to her. I don't know. Yeah. And like if I, it got to the point where I was able to teach her, you need to not kick me or I'm putting you in your room. Mm -hmm. But then once we were in the bed together and she started coming in, man, you were, she just kicked you like crazy. Oh yeah. If she'd sleep between us for whatever reason, she's got some kind of magnet yeah. from the bottom of her feet yeah. to my face or shoulder. And she would just, just keep kicking me. So then we got to a point where she was sleeping to the right of you. Yeah. So it would be Emmy, Brandon, and me. Yeah. But then I missed her having her between us. So she brought back. And I think the rule is now, yeah. if you kick mommy. Or you don't sleep. Or you don't sleep, then you have to go back to your room. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and one, one time I had to because she was sleeping in between us. She kicked you so hard. You got That's so right. upset. I and I immediately up, yeah. got up and I chucked her in bed. And she got it from that point on. Yeah. And then what's funny was when you did bring her back, she fell asleep immediately. Yeah. Because I think this was earlier on in the stages of her starting to come into our room, yeah. which was just wasn't so excited, normal. I think. I think she was. She was so excited. And she came into our room and then she felt she wouldn't sleep, though. She'd yeah. just be tossing. She would like want to talk to me. So I'm like, no, this is not a time to talk. <laughs> we have to try to sleep. But now it's it's so sweet. Yeah. She'll wake up. She doesn't even cry for mommy and daddy. She I, I replay her the camera in her room. Mm -hmm. So she'll like get up and then she'll gather her blankets. Before mm -hmm. it used to be two blankets, her pillow and one doll. Yeah. But now on our bed, on, in our size, we have a little tiny pillow and a little stuffed animal in our bed. And that stuffed animal and that pillow has to stay in our bed. She cannot bring it around the house. Mm -hmm. And so I told her, if you come into our room because you need to sleep with us, just bring your blankets. So now she's so sweet. She just walks in with her two blankets. And then for whatever reason, she goes, she either goes to your side or she stands at the foot of my bed. She scared me multiple times because Emmy, her hair is always in her face. And there's only like one eye poking out. And I remember one time I was like turning over and she was just standing at the foot of my bed. I don't know how long she was standing there, but I was like, oh my God, she spooked me out. And... It was like she was waiting for an invitation, come on in. And then once I do, I have this little block that's set up underneath my side of the bed. Mm -hmm. She pulls out the block, because our bed's kind of high. Mm -hmm. So she'll pull out the block and use that as a stepping stone. And then she'll climb up onto her bed, and then we'll tuck her in. And I just, I'm like, yes, I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it too. And I wish I was, like, had, I mean, now I'm to the point where the novelty is kind of, Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah. done. So like when she first came out, like rub her head and she would me rub her stomach or legs and I would yeah. do it for a little bit. And she loves it. She does. And now she like, <laughs> if I don't turn away from her, she like grabs my hand and tries to get me to rub her <laughs> legs or whatever. And I'm like, no, Emmy, not now. I need to sleep. <laughs> 
I know. I definitely, you know, the, one of the reasons I don't want her to come into our bed anymore, as much as I do love it, is because I'm actually trying to be yes. a morning person and wake oh. up at 6 a.m. and have a good hour to myself before I do the special time with yes. Emmy and get her ready for school and then nurse Izzy and do all that. Yeah. But it's so hard because every night this past week, she's come into our room. Yeah. I try to sneak out of bed at 6, and as soon as she hears me move, she'll be like, oh, special time, mommy. And I'm like, hold on. And then I'll sneak into the bathroom. So I started, so if you walk into our master bathroom, we have the bathroom and then our closets, the door past the bathroom. So yeah. technically it's like in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. It's very weird. I've never lived in a place with that kind of setup. So now um, if I feel like Emmy's gonna get up and start talking to me, I just go into the bathroom and I lock the bathroom door. Mm -hmm. And I started journaling in my closet, <laughs> my notebook and my, everything's there. Yeah. And then I come out a good 20, 30 minutes later. That is a problem, though, because I want to start waking up early so I can have the morning to myself. And, and then to, this morning, I noticed yeah. you did get up and you left the room. So then Emmy looked like she was sound asleep, so I got up, too. Yeah. And then when she woke up, she started bling, like crying. Yeah. Because she she's really like, hard. and then I was like, Emmy, she's like, Daddy's not here and Mommy's not here. <laughs> but thankfully, when I came back into the bedroom, yeah. I had her special time drink. So mm. she, I was like, Emmy, but I just wanted to get your special time drink. I was going to get you for special time. And then she got up and she was so <laughs> happy. But she was really sad that. Yeah. Neither was, and I get that. I I still remember when I was little, let's say I'd fallen asleep watching TV with my siblings and my dad. And if I woke up and nobody was there, it's such a jarring feeling. Yeah. So I think that she felt that. Yeah. So this is going to have to be the continuation of sleep yeah. training because I, I really do want to and need to get up early. But I can't have her getting out. Like if I start I waking know. up at 530 or whatever, I don't want her to out start here. start getting Because yeah. she'd be so tired. So. Yeah. Anyway, sleep training never ends, I think, is the moral of the story, but yeah. it's always worth it, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. And I never thought we'd be parents where we would let our toddler sleep in our bed with us. Because I, I remember a friend telling us, like, don't start that habit, because once they start coming into your bed, it's really hard to get them out. And I we, think we're, we're we getting there. Living, yeah, we might be living that right now. <laughs> and I'm kind of enjoying it. So, I mean, we'll take it as it goes, and we might need to set up some new boundaries or maybe we yeah. say on Fridays and Saturdays you can come sleep with us or, or implement something that yeah. might that might be a good idea that's true but yeah. anyway what's nice is that she's at an age where she understands so oh yeah it she should understands be easier so and she's so funny these days when she understands something mm -hmm. and she begrudgingly wants like does it she goes all right <laughs> and it's hilarious yeah. it's such an adult response or like I explained this whole thing and why it's important. I just feel like she's going to walk away or ignore me. But she looks at me and goes, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> but in that exact tone. And like, it's so funny. I haven't heard that yet. You have to. Yeah. No. You, it's so good. Listen for it. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Well, that's good. Sleep was a good topic. Yeah. I'm yeah. sleepy now. Speaking of, I was like, after this podcast, maybe I can get like a 30-minute nap in. Oh, my God. Speaking of, I got to go. Um, so that was the pod. Thank you, everyone. We love you. Leave a comment if you love us back or if you just want to. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.